welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Thursday, the 16th of February. My name is Bernadette Anderko, and I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer. Today, we'll cover the usual markets roundup, and with inflation still a hot topic, Carsten Menke will share his thoughts on the action in the gold market, and Nicola Jordan is here to fill us in on his latest thoughts from the Investment Committee. But first, let's start with an update from the markets. In the US, the Dow Jones Industrial Average led gains and rallied more than 250 points from its intraday low yesterday to close above 34,120, while the S&P 500 closed up just over a quarter of a percent and the Nasdaq Composite was 0.92% higher. Stocks shrugged off the release of robust economic data showing that the US retail sales in January jumped by the most in almost two years, up 3% month on month instead of the expected 1.7% increase more than offsetting December's decline. Home builder sentiment also rose in February by the most since mid-2020. And that data followed the hotter-than-expected inflation print on Tuesday. The markets now await US employment data to be released today, which is expected to show an uptick in jobless claims. In the bond market, the yield on 10-year treasuries declined two basis points to 3.78%. In company news, Cisco Systems shares rose as much as 10% in late trading after it gave an upbeat revenue prediction that suggested that spending on tech infrastructure is holding up better than expected. In Asia, Japan delivered its worst trade deficit ever overnight. Asia-Pacific markets traded higher this morning as investors digested Japan's trade deficit of 3.5 trillion yen, that's approximately 26 billion US dollars. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index led gains in the region as it rose 1.81%, while the Hang Seng Tech Index jumped over 3.3%. JD.com, Tencent Holdings Limited and Alibaba Group Holding Limited all rose. In Japan, the Nikkei 225 rose 0.8% and the Topics also inched up 0.68%. The Japanese yen slightly strengthened following the trade data release. In mainland China, the Shenzhen component gained 0.26% and the Shanghai composite rose 0.61%. In Australia, the S&P ASX 200 closed just over three quarters of a percent higher as unemployment figures for January came in higher than economists expected. The Australian dollar edged higher after initially tumbling on the news. In commodities, oil futures climbed following a Wednesday decline after EIA reported that crude inventories rose over 16 million barrels last week. Bitcoin has risen further after jumping 8.7% yesterday, the most in three months, to reach the highest level since August. And we'll talk about gold in a minute with Carsten. Finally, the European stock markets look set to open higher today, a sea of green from the futures boards. And that's it for The Wrap. I'm now delighted to be joined by our Head of Next Generation Research, Carsten Menke. Carsten, this week the all-important data point for gold was the US inflation report on Tuesday. How did prices react to the higher-than-expected readings? Yeah, thanks very much, Bernadette. Good morning. Um, Indeed, the gold market eagerly awaited the inflation report as it was looking for hints of how the US monetary policy could develop during the next few weeks. As you said, inflation was higher than expected, which is making additional interest rate increases by the U.S. Federal Reserve more likely. Yet, initially, the gold market did not seem to know what to make out of the report. Prices zigzagged right after the release, ended the day a little bit lower, but faced more selling pressure yesterday. While we have been flagging U.S. monetary policy as the dominant driver of the gold market for most of last year, we now believe it needs a major change in the direction of the Fed 
to massively move prices. And um, what do you mean by that? Well, in case of a reacceleration of inflation and a return to more rapid interest rate increases, gold would suffer. So this would be basically a repetition of last year's performance. In contrast, gold would benefit if the Fed started to reduce interest rates due to strengthening signs of a recession. That is what some expected as prices rallied earlier this year, but the US economy is really proving its resilience. The labor market is a case in point and retail sales have been strengthening again as of late. So neither of the two, an acceleration of inflation or a recession, appears very likely in our view, suggesting no major moves from the Fed going forward. What does this mean for gold? Well, it should be stuck in a sideways but volatile trend for now. This volatility is reflecting short-term swings in the market mood of more speculative traders, which may be felt more strongly in the market as investors are still staying on the sidelines. Holdings of physically backed gold products, which is our preferred gauge of investment demand, have been declining again as of late. And will investors return after they have missed the early year rally? Rather not. So it's not a buying opportunity in your No, it's not. Right? But following the recent retreat, which has pushed gold down by around 6.5% from the early month highs, we see prices back on a more solid footing and we stick to our neutral view. Well, that's a clear steer from you. Thank you very much for joining me today, You're welcome. And now it's time for our weekly CIO update. Nicola Jordan joins me to update us on the latest thinking from our investment committee. Good morning, Nicola. I assume the latest inflation numbers have also dominated the discussions in the IC. Exactly. Thank you, Bernadette. So our main focus also, of course, remains on the incoming inflation data, but more importantly, of course, on how the markets and also the Fed react to it. For example, we saw an interesting move in the Fed fund futures in the last couple of weeks. With the US labor market data coming in strongly, markets have increased their interest rate expectations considerably. Just two weeks ago, they signaled a peak target rate of slightly below 5% and a year-end rate of 4.4%. Today, these measures stand at 5.2% and 4.9% respectively, meaning that we saw quite an upward shift in just a few days. Overall, investors appear to increasingly agree with the Fed that rates need to be kept higher for longer, lowering the probabilities of rate cuts. In equity markets, this has led to a pause in the significant outperformance of growth over value investing this year. So what does that mean for our expectations for this year? Well, we are still very convinced that we have entered a new bull cycle. Even though inflation came in slightly hotter than expected, the disinflationary trend remains firmly in place, with higher interest rate expectations signaling a consolidation rather than a trend reversal. Interestingly enough, Although not as bearish as at the start of the year, incoming data continues to show a pretty skeptical mood among investors. Surveys show that there is still plenty of cash on the sidelines, with cash as a percentage of assets under management remaining above the 5% threshold. However, it is worth recalling that the early stages of a new bull cycle have historically been characterized by high levels of investor pessimism, which is why we are not too worried about this phenomenon. And quickly touching on the earnings seasons, what are the IC's key takeaways? Well, as expected, companies have largely met their earnings expectations. But as we know, the bar was set pretty low after significant earnings revisions ahead of the season. 
But what is interesting to see is that investors seem to look through earnings misses so far, meaning that even the shares of companies that have not reached their targets have been bought, leading to share price increases. This sends a strong signal that earnings risks have largely been reflected in market prices and that investors seem to be declaring earnings and margin compressions as temporary setbacks. That's all from my side. Back to you, Bernadette. Thank you so much for the update, Nicola. Well, that concludes today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Join us again tomorrow for our weekly currency and crypto asset update. Good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer. We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Baer experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.